0: Be Your Girl podcast. I am your host, Satara St. Jean, and I'm honestly so happy to be recording this right now. Uh, If you guys have been following my Instagram for the last couple of weeks, you will know that I've tried and tried and tried to download the podcast that I, I originally first recorded and was super happy about. And for some reason, my app just The one that I was editing on just did not want to work for me. But you know what? It was definitely all for a reason. A lot of things have happened since I recorded the episode. And now I'm way, like, I'm just happy to be sitting down and doing it now because I feel like I'm a little bit more clear on what I want to do. You know, that was my first take, my first attempt and listening back to it, I'm like, okay, I would probably add this, I'd probably add this, and now I'm in this super different mindset for a lot of different reasons, and I feel much better about recording it right now. So, yes, welcome. I am just excited about this. I have been planning this podcast for well over two years, and it's finally here, so I'm super, super happy that you're with me for this. And let's just get into it. Uh, I wanted to share a little bit about what Be Your Girl podcast is about. So, basically, the last five years of my life, I have been building businesses, I have been building myself up, I have been reading and growing, and there has been an insane amount of ups and downs an insane amount. And you guys know that um, like that girl, if I like quote unquote, you know, there's a trend that was going around that's like, be that girl. Um, and you had to have like the perfect outfit and the morning routine and this like idolized female you know, what that girl would do on a day-to-day. It was a big trend on TikTok and Instagram and stuff for a little while. And this podcast is reflecting on that. I really sat down and was like, okay, like, what can I pull from this um, be that girl trend? And you know what? (laughs) It's about being who you want to be. Not everybody wants to be that idolized specific person we all have our own individual gifts and we all have our own individual goals and things that we want to accomplish in life everybody is so completely different so instead of distracting yourself and like trying to create routines based off of somebody else's um perspective of what a good morning routine looks like or what a good work ethic looks like or a good gym routine looks like. Everyone's so different. So take this time and I'm going to help you. This podcast is going to help you. Take the time to figure out who you are and who you want to be so that you can be your own girl for. Yourself, because you can kick ass at the whatever you decide you want to do, and all you have to do is find figure out how to get there. It's kind of like being the black sheep. We that's an old saying now, you know, of um, everyone's following um, the white sheep. You've got to be the black sheep of just like standing out and doing something different, because society has molded us into this world where they think everyone should do the same and be the same thing. Um, Do the same thing and be the same. I mix that up. Um, And yeah, you understand where I'm coming from. This podcast is going to be very reflective and make you ask a lot of questions to yourself. But at the same time, this is a total girl boss, like hustler chit chat raw and real um like lessons and everything that i've gone through all wrapped up into a whole so moving on i realized that the only thing in those last five years of building in my last five years of building that I, multiple businesses which i will get into in a bit um, and all of those crazy ups and downs that came with it, I realized that the only thing that was standing in my way of success was myself. It was never money, it was never friends, it was never time, it was only me. And right now, if you are listening to this and there's like a decision that you've been wanting to make or you wanna quit your job because there's something else happening, and you've gone around and asked your friends and family about it. And they've all kind of been like, mm, I don't know, like, whatever. If you had this big decision and people are, you're, you're reaching out to other people for advice, which isn't wrong, but in your gut, you know what the right choice is. You need to sit down with yourself and be honest with yourself and say, look, hell yeah, it might be scary, And hell yeah, it might be a really tough decision to make or your world might change completely or whatever that looks like. But it's supposed to happen. And you are the only person that knows what's right for you because you're the only one living in you, right? Living in your head, living in your gut. If it's scary and it's different, it's most likely worth going for. (laughs) And I say that out of like, pure honesty because I've made so many decisions in a way where I've listened to myself and they've turned out amazing and I've made so many decisions based off of other people's opinions and it's gone so wrong so even if it seems scary girl I'm telling you go for it and you will know and I say this so often you will know you don't have to go looking for the answer it's already within you you just have to give yourself some space and time to actually let it rise like let it come out and give you like allow yourself time to work up courage to do it because you know you know it's the right thing um so yeah we make too many excuses in our lives and listen to too many opinions and then we just forget to trust the one reliable source which is our gut and our intuition. Uh, My podcast is going to share a lot about going inwards instead of looking for validation or looking for advice from exterior because we are seriously we have all of the answers and the sooner you realize this and the sooner you actually start to use your body the way it was made and the the way you're supposed to you will see so many changes in your life it's insane so recap You know all the answers so look inside girl just look inside um great things are coming your way (laughs) all right so before we pop in uh the the pot this first podcast this first episode is really just going to be sharing my background so you guys can get a little bit of my vibe you could see if this podcast is really going to be a good fit for you um and i'm gonna just share my, a little bit about my childhood and kind of how I got into this entrepreneurship journey and then where I am right now and what my goals for the future are and kind of where I'm looking to take this podcast. So buckle in. Um, and one last thing before I do share a little bit about myself, I want you to just sit in silence for a second or whenever you can today, or, um, if, you want to write it down for later and just allow yourself some time to sit and think about these questions (laughs) who did you look up to as a child okay that's question number one so sit and think who did you look up to as a child who is your idol who is the person you're like i want to be that person in the most wholesome way (laughs) um second question what do you have saved on your Pinterest? Okay, this one's important. (laughs) The third, what were the habits that you said you've always wanted to start? So I want you to write these questions down, give yourself some space and time at some point today or right now, you could pause the podcast and just reflect on these because these questions are bubbling up like all these things like the things that you save on Pinterest and the person you looked up to as a child and the habits that you've always kind of mentioned like oh like I wanted to start I've always wanted to start getting up early and whatever and then you're beating yourself up for not doing those things or whatever when they come around. These all bump up in your subconscious like Subconsciously, it's bumping up into your conscious brain for you to shift in that direction, if that makes sense. So, these things are coming up for a reason like your interests on Pinterest. <laughs> your interests on Pinterest are because you obviously like those things, right? And then, um, you the person you looked up as to you, to, <laughs> wow, the person you looked up to when you were a child. Like, why did you look up to that person? What about that person did you like? Like, what? Why did you want to be that person and what are the habits that you've always said that you've wanted to start? What were they? Why do you want to start them? What, how will your life change if you do start them? Start thinking about these things and start allowing yourself to actually process. Why? Because once you actually do some digging with it, you might realize like, oh, that's what i wanted to do or it might be something like i've totally you totally forgot about and now you've given yourself space to do it and you're like okay now i'm finally in a time of my life where i have enough time or or i feel ready to start this routine i hope that makes sense okay so if you've stopped the podcast um to do these questions that's no problem Uh, let's jump into a little bit about me. All right, ladies, buckle up because it's time to take the excuses out of your brain and out of your mouth and get to work. It's time to become the girl you've always wanted to be. It's time to be your girl for you and for nobody else. And I'm here to help you guide through this. This podcast is going to be 20% girl boss business influencer talk and 80% mental and physical health because you can't give 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 and then also be this super successful entrepreneur if you aren't thriving in your own life and with your own goals. You need to take care of you before you can start taking on clients or doing whatever kind of business you decide to do. You cannot be th- fully present if your cup isn't full. So we're going to explore explore the raw and real shit in this po- podcast. So let's get into it. <laughs> Yay. Okay. My little intro was super fun. Um, <laughs> I'm going to take it back to my childhood because that's definitely where I was formed, obviously, but it's it's where my the first 18 years of my life has molded me into the woman that I am today. And the more that I reflect on that, the more I'm like, wow, it is crazy how much you're Friends and family, and your upbringing really impact your life. And mine was incredible. My upbringing was amazing. I have, I have no, uh, like, no complaints. Especially being an adult. Obviously, as a kid, sometimes you are like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> um, but no, as an adult, I, I am now like, okay, I see how I am and why I am the way that I am because of my upbringing. So, let's get into it. Um, I grew up in a very small town in northern Alberta, Canada. It's a small town called Biche. If anyone's ever heard of it, amazing. <laughs> uh, but it's not heard of. You don't you meet very few people from Biche. Let's just put it that way. But, great community very, very diverse in cultures. We have all kinds of different cultures. It's amazing, it was was great to grow up around because then moving on to cities and different places when I was then an adult, it didn't seem weird, you know, learning about different cultures or being around uh, different cultures because I I learned uh, so much as a child. So, my personality traits (laughs) are very um, diverse and I've fi- I've been finding a lot more about finding out a lot more about myself recently just from different aspects which I'll share a little bit later but uh, let's start with my dad my dad the traits that I got from him are, Very much entrepreneurship, like hardworking, uh, very determined. My dad has started a lot of businesses in his lifetime, and he has succeeded in many of them, and his last business venture is definitely the one that stuck the best, and I'm very, very proud of him, but yeah, I am a great combination of both my mom and my dad. Uh, Entrepreneurship for sure comes from him he yeah he is the stubborn um, person that will take all of his ideas and try them at least once until one sticks and that's exactly how i am too i have i'm full of ideas i'm constantly wanting to start new projects and it's like throwing spaghetti at the wall and whichever one sticks and right now Uh, after my five years of throwing spaghetti at the wall something stuck so I'm really happy about that and um, on my mom's side from my mom she has the insane ability to do a million and one things at once like she has always had so many jobs always taking on so many different projects like and never burns out she's constantly just this positive ray of sunshine hard-working beast mother of four. It's insane. Everyone growing up always used to call my mom super mom because she was everywhere. It's just like, how is that physically possible (laughs) to do all that stuff? And she never complained. And she was always had supper cooked and dishes done and house clean and working three jobs and all four of her kids in sports and helping dad with the business. You know, she was always always doing something and was always still present for you emotionally, physically. She was always there. And, um, I'm very grateful to have a mom like that and to have a dad like that. Like I had the most supportive, amazing upbringing from the two amazing people and a combination of both their traits have definitely turned me into... The person that I'm today, I am the entrepreneurial, determined, multitasker, kind of all over the place, happy-go-lucky um, girl, and I'm very, very proud to to say I'm a Saint Jean girl. That's for sure. Um, and then moving on to my siblings. So I grew up in a family of four kids. So me, and I have two sisters and a brother, and how they've molded me into the person i am is by literally being able to work as a team and to always know that you have somebody that has your back and to always know that there's there's going to be somebody that will love you and be your friend even if times are tough and that is definitely relevant for me right now in this time of my life because i'm really in a business building stage i'm in a not have a lot of friends don't like to go to the bar and drink just want to sit at home and work until I'm successful stage of my life and that could be really lonely especially when you don't live around your like high school friends or you don't have any friends because well I traveled a lot and I've just constantly moved around and don't have um yeah it's hard to to keep up when I'm so very very focused on building and um, it could be lonely so having friends in your family <laughs> right having a big family where you literally can just talk to them like now I call my sisters every day and we talk for a long time probably every phone conversation is like half an hour to an hour long sometimes multiple times a day so it's It's great to know that I always have support, and of course that's with my parents as well, but that strong upbringing has made me feel in my adult life that I can do anything, and I know that not everybody's upbringing has been that way. I know that there's a lot of people that got brought up in broken homes or struggled with addiction or... Whatever that looks like for you, um, I'm here to say that I have still like so many friends and so many people that are, and you you do research with any successful person, you could come from any background and still be successful because it comes from you. It doesn't come from your background, doesn't come from excuses, it doesn't come from anything there is no excuse besides just getting to work you just you literally just have to put your head down and work so i'm here to hopefully be that guide for you and be that little bit more um motivation that you need in your life but also just going to really help you break some stuff down and really set a foundation for you so you know where you can start and how you could just spring off that backboard like let's let's just freaking go i'm really um excited to share all of the wisdom and all of the um value that i've gained over the last five years in just so many different things um and hopefully wherever you're at in your journey if you're just starting an entrepreneurship or you Um, are kind of just built your business and not really sure how to excel or you literally just have no clue about the business world but you are just frustrated and don't want to work the nine-to-five anymore because you know there's so much more to life than that, then you're in the right place. Absolutely. So um, yeah, that's kind of a little bit about my background Um, and kind of going into the school system I'm just gonna lay it out there because I know it'll come up in other podcast episodes but unless you're going to school to be a doctor or like a vet or something that's like really um like, you really need to go to school for, <laughs> I want to say, I, I personally think you're wasting your time and you're wasting your money because the school system is corrupt and it's just, it's just another business, you guys. They're taking your money and your diploma is our receipt and they don't, they don't guarantee you anything. They don't guarantee you any work, any nothing, and you can learn, like, almost everything you want everything and anything you want any other way <laughs> like the school of youtube literally if you youtube anything you could figure it out you can be somebody's mentor like there is so many different ways to learn things especially business you do not have to go throwing thousands and thousands of dollars away to go to business school or like get a business degree when you can build your own after two months of either listening to my podcast or doing YouTube research or doing stuff like masterminds, which I'll talk about later. But I'm just gonna throw it out there just so that everybody knows the school system is not my jam and it's totally fine if it is yours, but if you don't know what you wanna do, and this happens to everyone because. We're pressured at eighteen years old to know what we want to do for the rest of our life, and we have to either go to school and work. Honestly, if you still are like I don't know, you should probably just go work. Just go take a gap year, like a lot of people do, and figure it out. Travel, travel is the biggest thing ever that I suggest everyone to do because you, I learned more in one year of full time travel than I did in my. 13 years of school okay because you actually are hands-on you're learning about culture you're learning about history you're learning about language you are literally learning about everything hands-on and that's the type of person that I am I don't know about you um but anyways going back my my childhood, like, school, we were very, I am bilingual, so I went to a francophone school in a small town called Plamondon which is only 20 minutes from Laclaviche, and uh, it was called Beau Ségur, and it was full francophone, which means all of my classes were in French, except for I had one English class, and you had to talk French in the hallways, and at recess, and with your teachers, and... It was great. It was really cool. I'm really glad that I got to learn French um, because it's definitely helped me out a lot when I've traveled and with work and stuff in the past. But um, my school was very small. I graduated with me and seven other kids. There was four girls and four boys. So we were like a little family. It was great. Lots of one-on-one teacher time. Um, There was like everyone was friends and everyone was very driven and very school orientated and not at all cared about your typical I feel like big city stuff would like there wasn't much drama. Um, everyone wore like sweatpants and hoodie, no makeup to school. Um, we were all really big into sports like I f- I'm pretty sure every every single kid in the high school played volleyball uh, because there wasn't many of us and we needed enough for a team um, but we were all very like sport orientated and like athletic and stuff so growing up with a family that was very go 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 all the time and busy crazy but then also being at a school that's very like you need good grades like we we like everyone had at least a 70 or higher. Like it was a very good school. People were, people except for me <laughs> and like one other kid really wanted to get into like the super good university. So they are all wanting to be engineers and nurses and stuff. So, um, they were really, they worked really hard. We all did. And, um, we would go to school for an hour early and, do our volleyball practice in the morning, go to school, have volleyball practice at night. I also was a dancer and I played soccer. So I had those in the evenings as well. Um, tournaments or competitions every weekend. Like my childhood was crazy. I always, it was never, it was nonstop. It was, it was nonstop, honestly. And I'm glad that it was because now in my adult life, if I feel like I'm relaxing for a second, I, th- I'm, I feel like I'm losing a lot of time and that can be stressful for a lot of people. And like, I feel stressed when I'm having accomplished something in the day. So if I just take a day to like chill out, I'm like, Oh my God, what am I doing? <laughs> and, um, that's great. I like that because it's, it gives me my own push. There was a there's a question in my one journal I just got. It's called the Passion Planner. It's amazing. You guys should look it up if you can um, and get one because they're awesome. And one of the questions and it asked me like, what motivates you? And literally my answer was like me (laughs) because I'm really the, my own motivator. I'm constantly just like trying to better myself and I've picked up a lot of great habits over the years that I will share with you in this podcast that have helped me a ton. Whether they work for you or not, that's okay, but we will explore different versions of each one that will help in your journey, in your life, because everyone is very different. Okay, so that's now my childhood. I want to move into kind of my young adult life. I'm only 23, you guys. I'm still a young adult, but, um, I feel like I've matured very, very early. Um, I graduated high school at 17. I was a late, um, birthday. So then I started college when I was 17 and I, I turned 18 through my college years. Um, and I was already by 18 was like yeah, like, I know I want to be an entrepreneur. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to work for anyone. The nine to five sucks. Like, I, I hardly gave it a chance. <laughs> I'm like, nope, not happening, not working for somebody else. And, um, I ended up going to hair school. So if people don't know, uh, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. And, uh, I did cosmetology in high school and I was good at it and I really enjoyed it. So I originally had gotten into SAIT in Calgary for travel and tourism because I traveled a lot as a kid and very fortunate, we did a lot of family vacations. And when I was 16, I went to a, on a school trip to Europe and it was so good, I caught the travel bug. I literally was like, I don't care what I'm doing. (laughs) I just like want to travel for the rest of my life. (laughs) So I applied when I didn't know what I wanted to do. I applied for travel and tourism at State and I got in and I was gonna go there. And then when I was in the like summer between high school, grad and um college, I really missed doing hair. And I was like, Mom, like I really miss doing hair. I really wanna like color someone's hair right now. And she's like, Well why don't you go to hair school then? Like you're dumb. <laughs> she didn't say you're dumb, but yeah, I was like, you know what? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I never really thought about it. So I applied and I got in for the September in at MC college in Edmonton. And honestly, my college experience was amazing. Hair school was only seven months long. So it was great. I fast tracked cause I went to, um, did cosmetology so some of my credits kind of went towards my school and you know what I met so many amazing people and people were flowing in and out every month there was new programs starting so it was really fun and I learned a lot about business as well in hair school because obviously if you want to own your own hair salon or rent a chair you really need to know how to market yourself and how to um, like use social media you know that kind of stuff so that's kind of where my first sight in business look like and because I didn't want to work a nine to five I was like, okay cool like I will become a hairstylist and then do uh, like open my own salon or whatever so I can make my own hours and like whatever all these thoughts going through my head that they do all the time and I literally just didn't want anyone to control me That I've had this sensation this urge in my body for my whole life about not wanting people to tell me what to do and wanting to be my own boss because I just, I don't know, it's just in my body and I'm listening to it. So it's brought me here, so that's okay. Um, So yeah, anyways, then I then I finished hair school and I had to do two years, two full-time years of apprenticeship under a salon whatever in order to get my red seal in order to be able to work you know not as an apprentice by myself on my own business and such but every salon that i worked on not everyone there was a couple of good ones i bounced around a couple of salons at the beginning and had really 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 horrible experiences with bosses And again, bad bosses with the urge in my body to not work for somebody was just not a great combo. Um, So I didn't know what to do. I was just like struggling to pay rent. I wasn't making any money. I was also serving part-time between my apprenticeship. I didn't feel like I was actually learning anything because the bosses that I had didn't let me do anything hands-on. It was really just a bad combo. So I packed up. In Edmonton and I moved home and I got a job at a salon in Lac La for a little bit and it was good But I just I just no, it just didn't feel right. It didn't fit. I I knew I had to change something so I went back into my little invisible filing cabinet of my brain of different things and like things I'm qualified at that I could potentially do to move on And I randomly, in my last year of high school, I became a lifeguard in the summer and was lifeguarding for my last year of high school. So I was like, okay, well, I can renew my lifeguarding things. It's been two years now and let's try and find a job. So Fort Saskatchewan, the pool I actually did all my training at was hiring. So I applied for the full-time position and I got in and it was honestly an amazing place to work. I had so much fun. It was the first place I actually felt worked. And I know that kind of sounds weird, but like restaurants and stuff they the pretty slack. And then this pool was insanely strict with their cleaning, with their like turnover, with the way that they like rotated on the pool. Like it was amazing in terms of safety and cleanliness and work ethic at that pool. It was so good. And the whole pool is young, um, we all had, we were all so close, like friends wise, and it was, it was fun, it was like my own little family, and I actually felt really good for working for somebody <laughs> and um I met my friend Zoe and honestly we just like clicked really well we ended up spending every single day together and it was so fun and then I randomly just had the urge to travel <laughs> I was like I still just really want to travel like this is not the direction that I told myself I was going to go in right I wanted to travel and like whatever so I was talking to Zoe about it one day I'm like I really just want to like, go somewhere and she's like are you serious I'm like yeah She's like, no, but actually though, like people say they want to travel and then they they just never do. And I'm like, no, I really want to. And she's like, okay, let's go. So the two of us went home. I uh, went to her house that night and we sat on her deck and we booked tickets to Europe. Literally that night after we had the conversation, she's like, let's do it. I'm like, oh, okay. So. I uh, we booked it for like 3 months in advance so we would not um back down on our decision and we just buckled in for work, got some overtime, like I paid off my credit card and saved, we each saved I think like 4 grand and we kind of just paid things off as we went um up to our travels like our flights and our hostels and uh, our train tickets so then we just had to use our money for spending and stuff. And um, we literally a month before we went, that's when I met Dan. (laughs) It was Zoe's 18th birthday in Banff, and we went out, and Dan was there for work, and we met on a night out, and it was super fun. Uh, Dan's my boyfriend, if you guys don't know. We used to have, um, I'm sure it's still up, the Satin Dan uh, Instagram page and a Satin Dan like travel blog and everything. You could... If you really wanted to snoop, it's it's out on the internet somewhere. But um, yeah, I met Dan, and then um, one he was going back to Germany because he was living in Germany for the last seven years when we met, and uh, so then when we went to Europe a month later, luckily his army camp was only a three-hour drive from Amsterdam, which is one of the places we went. So. He drove to Amsterdam to hang out with me, and we, we spent some time together and such, and then it was kind of like, boom, like, all of a sudden I had this new direction. I, like, wanted to travel, and I, like, met this guy that I was, like, well, m completely head over heels for, and, uh, just wanted to make it work. I was like, I have no idea how this is going to happen, but I like this guy and I really want to travel and whatever. So Zoe's family, uh, I promise to you, I'm getting to the point of this story, but Zoe's family was moving from Fort Saskatchewan to Canmore full time, which is where I live now. And, um, in the mountains, beautiful Rocky mountains in Alberta. And, she was like, hey, do you want to come with me? <laughs> like, yes, of course I do. So I ended up going with her, got some jobs at a pool there. It was really fun. Dan ended up moving after about eight months of long distance. He moved um, to Canmore and I was really just like saving. And I told Dan, I really want to travel like through our, our time apart. All I could talk about was just like how much Europe was so fun. And I just want to like go. Like, I don't know. I have this urge to just keep moving forward in my life and not like stay put in one place with one income and one employer you know I felt like there was so much world to see and even though I was only 19 at the time I felt like I was wasting my life I truly truly felt like there was way too much in the world um to to be seen and to explore and to experience that even at 19 that being in one job for more than six months i felt like i was wasting my time so dan knew that very well so when he moved to canada he decided to move to canada he knew it was only going to be for three months because we were going to plan a trip basically around the world we wanted it to be as far as we can get basically so when he came in february of 2019 um he moved uh, yeah it was 2019 yeah we met in 2018 um then we booked a one-way ticket to Bangkok <laughs> and at this point I was working full-time morning like opener shift at 5:15 at the pool in Canmore and then was closing the restaurant in Banff at at like in the evenings working seven days a week like long ass days but I knew that in three months I was literally going to be on a beach in Thailand so I didn't care and that's kind of where my drive comes from if I have an end goal with an employer so if I'm like okay I'm just gonna sit here and like bust it out for a couple of months and then see you later I will like give you my hundred percent but if I'm kind of there and you expect me to be there for a year or more I'm like oh god (laughs) I don't know that's just my personality but um so I grinded and I saved up ton of money and we I paid off all my debt and we um, bought this one-way ticket to Bangkok and then we set off in May of 2019 so the plan was to do Southeast Asia and then we had bought our working holiday um, visas for Australia so when we ran out of money we would go over to australia and uh, start working there and do our year in australia and save money and then go elsewhere i really wanted to do japan and india and um africa and i really want to do eastern europe so there's a lot of places still on my bucket list but we ended up doing thailand vietnam cambodia and south korea before we ran out of money and had to go to um, Australia. So we went to Australia. We worked for a year. Uh, well just about a year. It was about eight months and then COVID happened. So while we were on our travels, um, that was my chance to be, to build a business. You see all of these like, travel influencer couples out there you know like Marie and Jake and Lost LeBlanc and The Lost Two there's just so many out there that I had always looked up to before I traveled so I'm like I'm gonna be that person and me and Dan really tried um we built a social media following uh not super crazy it was probably mostly just friends and family but then we had all of our YouTube and you know we were building and we were getting there and um and then COVID happened so When COVID first happened, I had to, Dan and I got separated because they weren't allowing non-Canadian citizens in. So Dan went back to England and I was in, uh, came back to Canada and we spent three months apart and then I went to England. Um, But in those three months apart, we constantly were FaceTiming and we're just trying to figure out a way to keep building something online. We said when, by the time COVID is over, which I mean, come on at this point, is it really ever gonna be truly over? I don't know. But um, we're like, okay, we just, we gotta figure this out. So once COVID, COVID is quote unquote over, we have a sustainable income source online and we can go back to traveling so we were determined still are very determined um and it's great gave us the drive it gave us a taste of like the good life you know traveling and and making content it was just very fun so we saw that one of the travel couple influencers that we followed was going to do a mastermind so if you guys don't know what a mastermind is, it's basically like a group of young entrepreneurs, or like I say young, but I mean like entrepreneurs that are starting out, um, and they basically have a mentor, which at that in that case was um, Anna and James, and they're amazing people. Definitely go check them out. Um, but yeah, they just put on this mastermind. So it was us, and I'm pretty sure there's eight there's eight or 10 of us from all around the world. Like we had people from China and Netherlands and um, the US and Canada and just everywhere. And it was so cool. And because it was COVID, everything was online anyway. And they basically taught us how to start up and build up a business from scratch. So they taught us how to obviously find your niche, taught us how to build, um, our website, how to, um, use our email marketing, how to market ourselves, how to use social media, how, how to, um, like build it and like the structure of it. And then pushed us off to be like, Hey, go succeed. You know? So it was 90 days. It was three months. It was the three months that Dan Dan and I were apart and it was super fun. Um, we, I was able to, we were able to like business build and you know, like be in this super amazing, strong partnership of like building something great. And that's when I first got a taste of like, Holy shit, I can do this. You know, I was like, wow, like we are thriving right now. Like we ended up building a million things, but it just clicked and both of us just felt really good about that direction of like, okay, we're finally kind of know what we're doing. And I mean, there was a lot of there was a lot of ups and downs in that. There's a lot of failures, there was a lot of attempts, there's a lot of like different Pivoting because in in business, it's really important to reevaluate and pivot if something's not working So in those couple of months, we have built the our brand sat and Dan And we were doing like accountability coaching and we were doing like vegan food um, Blogging and we were ended up starting a water bottle company and we just had all these things going on And it was really fun and we were actually doing it. It was great. Um, And then when we were in, I ended up going to England after the three months and we were still doing some stuff here and there and then came back to Canada after two months. And um, at that point, COVID was starting to re like things were starting to open up again. Um, And this was then now it was kind of like a year later. We were in Lackawish for a while, like I ended up getting a job In my hometown at a grocery store and we were kind of just like getting money here and there doing building our business like here and there whatever it's kind of like a big weird mix of things so then when the world actually finally kind of reopened for the first time this sounds so crazy (laughs) Um, i'm excited for my kids to listen to this one day um but when the world actually reopened i my very first job so at that point, we were not in a position to be like, "Hey, we've now built a successful online presence and we could contru- continue to travel. We still just like wanted this, a big chunk of money. I was like, okay, hey, let's just settle in for a year and work. Because like I said before, if I have an end goal of like, I, if I give myself a time limit, like, okay, I'll give myself a year to grind, um, then I will, like you know do that so I got a job at one of the most well-paying facilities in all of Alberta up in good old Fort McMurray um at the rec center there I was a life garden swim instructor so it was great pay I was like okay we'll let go and um we'll make a I'll make good money and Dan was trying to get his permanent residency so he couldn't work so I was like okay let's go let's grind this out we'll build a business on the side and let's do this and when we got to Fort Mac we pivoted so this like health and fitness thing just like wasn't going as we planned and we're like what else can we do and we found boutiques in Calgary and we're like oh okay well at that point I was um I had already found oh, my story. I'm going to loop back around really quick. <laughs> this might happen a lot, but back in Australia, I had one bra, okay? I had one good bra. If you guys don't know me personally or haven't seen my Instagram yet, I am a like lingerie, like fuller bust um, influencer and content creator because I am truly dedicated to helping women find a good bra because honestly it sucks you guys it sucks to not have a good fitting bra and especially as like when I was traveling and had a bad poor fitting bra and then you're sweating and then it was literally a nightmare and whatever so when I was in Australia my only bra my only bra that didn't even fit me properly broke and I literally thought I was going to die. And I found, um, we just Googled bras for like D cup and up. Because I didn't know what size I was. I, I The bra that I had was the biggest Victoria's Secret size that Victoria's Secret carries. And um, like I feel like a lot of women in Canada have to do. And um, so I think it was like a triple D, 34 triple D or something. So I went to, um, we looked this up and I found this place and it's called Brava Lingerie. And I went and the woman didn't even size me like with a tape measure. She looked me up and down. And she like, okay, don't worry, I got you. She came back with a 30H. Okay, that was my size, a 30H. And she put them on and I kid you not, I cried. You guys, I cried. I was so happy to put something on that felt supportive, comfortable, and like I didn't even have boobs. I felt lightweight. I felt supported. I literally was so, so happy at that point i could not afford the bra it wasn't even expensive it was like a hundred dollars but we went to um it was like 80 something but we had literally just arrived in sydney australia put our damage deposit and stuff um first month's rent on this place and we were starting a new job like i I was like okay i'll be back (laughs) i'm gonna like tie this bra to figure out how to fix it for now and um i'll be back and then COVID happened like A couple days later, we lost our jobs and I had to fly back home within like 24 hours. It was wild. So in this time of the mastermind situation, back in Biche, I had made a YouTube video, a YouTube review of this bra because of how happy I was and how like amazing it was to have a good fitting bra. So I did this review and slowly, like the owner of Brava um, reached out to me at that point and she was just like, I love your, she was like, I love your content, whatever. And I kind of started just like being like, oh, okay, look at I, like, it, I actually am doing something right here. I kind of felt like the it was the first time a brand has noticed me in all of the content that I've ever created. So I kind of slowly started Thinking of ways and because it was something I was so passionate about it came so easily and that's like my biggest tip for anyone who's wanting to start with content and stuff do something that interests you because it's obviously gonna be super easy to talk about and who cares if anybody judges you who fucking cares and that's the thing about like being your girl like stop caring about what other people think and do it because you want to or feels good for you. So I started posting more and more about my bras and about my experience, and I just got some traction and kind of, that's what brought me here, but um, back to Fort McMurray, now that you know that story, it ties in. Um, When I was in Fort Mac and I was working at the pool, I really wanted to continue with social media, and there was a boutique called Valencia, and we were like, okay, we sat down, we really brainstormed, we're like, how are we going to do this? Let's we both knew we were really good at creating content, but it was for what topic we wanted to do. And of course I love clothes and I was getting in with the bra, like the lingerie stuff. So I'm like, okay, this could be totally perfect. And Dan just loves shooting. You know, he loves like being the photographer and the videographer. So um, we went into Valencia and we basically explained who we are, what we did, showed them the content we did when we were traveling. And they were like, yeah, like sounds good let's do this i'd really like to do this with you guys so that's how we got in well that's how i got into fashion and lingerie with all of this and kind of since fort mac um we've now moved on to canmore which is so hilarious you guys i never even lasted six months at the pool (laughs) oh my gosh i'm so bad i'm just like there was like the urge to like the The re like the urge to not work, but to to not work for somebody else is literally so strong in my body. Every time I would go work for somebody else, it would get bigger and bigger and bigger, and I would last like less long and less long and less long. So it's hilarious, but it pushes me because if I were to be stubborn and be like, nope, 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 I said I was gonna be here for one year. I'm gonna be here for one year, not listen to my body. I probably would have been super extremely depressed working in a place that I did not want to be in, which a lot of people do. So even though the jump is scary, and maybe you're like, what am I gonna do for money? Oh my God, like where am I gonna live? What am I gonna do? You guys, it all falls into place and it's all bubbling up inside you for a reason. You just gotta follow that. You gotta follow what feels good to you, even though it's fucking scary. Because yeah, I lost a like, I left. I didn't lose. I left a $5,000 a month income to move to one of the most expensive towns in all of Alberta with no money coming in just to be like, okay, we'll figure it out. And still having to support both Dan and I because his permanent residency just came in and he had to find jobs. And we literally just had to figure it out. And now I'm sitting in this beautiful apartment looking over the three sisters and it gave me a push to do what I've always said I was going to do which is work for myself so in that time it forced me to outsource and to build up and to get to the point that I needed to be to be a full-time whatever I wanted <laughs> but for my own boss and for me that looks like content creation influencer some a little bit social media management And that is so fucking fun it's way more fun than working at a pool and it's way more fun than being a server and it's way more fun than going to school and it's so much fun because i get to do the things that i love wear the things that i love be my own personality and still work with people that I decide I'm going to work with because it's my business. So if they don't align with me, I don't have to work with them. And that's the uh, the beauty of it because most of the time you don't like your job maybe because the people that you work with or have to work for, right? So you get to make that decision. My my bank account is going to grow as much or as little as I want it to because I make that decision. And I get to travel and make my own hours. So you guys, like, Those scary decisions pushed me to do what I needed to do. And honestly, like as a whole, I'm going to wrap up here. As a whole, it is important to follow your gut and it is important to do the things that you want to do. I'm not going to say it. And I can't even say it enough. Like, you just need to take life, your own life, by your own hands and stop thinking. Caring about what people think and stop asking for other people's advice when you don't want to know the answer, you know, like if it's if it's, you already know it, you know, so just go for it. Um, I guess a little bit of takeaways is that sometimes you really just have to fake it till you make it because there's going to be a whole episode on imposter syndrome, like I, I will be talking about it a lot, but you will not change like the person that you are will not change unless you change and this quote has been bouncing around a lot in my life um recently and it's really relevant but it says do not let me get it right (laughs) do not be angry with the results you didn't get from the work you didn't do that's so important It's only you. It's not about time. It's not about money. It's not about anything. It's only you. So once you give yourself, like, and it's not even about, and I really don't want you guys to take away, to like go away from this episode and be like, oh, well now I feel like shit because I'm not, (laughs) I'm not doing the things that I, I should be doing. No, it's about empowering yourself. It's about doing it because you deserve it. It's, it's about sitting with yourself and going okay like every day I'll look in the mirror and I'll be like all right Zetara are we gonna fucking do this because today's your day and you're gonna rock it and it's going to be good because some people don't have positive influence in their life and even if you do have positive influence in your life it might not be the the same direction right because everyone has their own mindsets their own direction so be your own like person like be (laughs) that's not what I meant like be your own motivation do it because you love yourself and do it because you want to succeed in life and love yourself just as much as you would love anyone else like your kids and your husband and your family give yourself that same amount of love because you deserve it you truly truly deserve it so I hope you enjoyed episode number one thank you so much for joining me it was a blast um that is a little bit about me and a little tidbit about what you will see and what you will hear in this episode or in this podcast (laughs) um yeah i had a lot of fun and i'm really really glad that i can finally be sharing some of the value um that i've accumulated because i hope i can help change change some people's lives and just maybe even motivate you slightly where you can go okay today I'm gonna make a new habit you know um start a new habit or something anyways uh catch you guys in the next episode thank you so much and I'll talk to you later bye